How are you? Oh my gosh, it's so good to see you. I'm sorry it's been so long since we've gotten together. I have been so busy. I don't even have time to like get together like you guys do. I know what you mean. I'm so glad I get to see you because honestly, I had my kids' championship game. Then I had to bake this cake for someone who had a baby, and so it needed to be three-tier, but I just... Oh, my gosh. I fit it in. You guys, I have not slept in weeks with my husband training for his Ironman. I remember when I did my second Ironman. That was... I mean, yeah. Well, because you called me for advice, because from my fourth... Anyway, oh, I'm so glad he got into that. That's really cute. Welcome to The Lisa Show, where we take a good look at life. And if we're being totally honest, we take a look at other people's lives as well. And that's what we're talking about, comparison. We all do it. How can we use that kind of comparison to help increase our self-care instead of beat ourselves up? Well, I brought in the Council of Moms. My friend Haley, she has an interesting insight on comparison that she learned on the set of a Hallmark movie. And now that I know that, I won't be able to watch Hallmark movies in the same way ever again. And do you know what you're looking for when you're scrolling mindlessly through Instagram? Well, we get to the answer on The Lisa Show. We're all kind of stuck in comparison. We talk about it all the time. We see on social media unrealistic claims of how we should look, how we should act, how much money we should have, how we show off, and and, and it affects our bodies and our relationships and our parenting and everything. And we know that it's gotten out of control, and we get stuck in that loop of comparison. So knowing that there's a good and bad comparison, how can we go deeper than just the superficial in order to really take care of ourselves and the people we love? Welcome to the Council of Moms, where we solve life's lessons by telling you what not to do. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) But a little bit of truth. And with us today, we have... Hi, I'm Haley Smith, and I have four kids. I have two adult children and two um, teenagers, and nobody needs me, and I um, don't know what my purpose is anymore. Okay, good. <laughs> so we're getting right into it. And also with us, yes. <laughs> Hi, I'm Tanya Quinn. I have four kids, and I have a tween, a kid, and a toddler who thinks she knows everything. Oh, <laughs> so fun. It's I'm definitely fun. needed, and luckily I have a four-year-old to tell me what to do. <laughs> and the fourth in the mix, he's already taken care of. He's... <laughs> He's in heaven, so he's great. Yeah. <laughs> so he's great. I want to ask you, in your many years just of living, not just motherhood, but just in your life, when you kind of sort of look around, um, in a general sense, how do you deal with comparison? <laughs> I have um, identical twin girls, and um, they're so funny. We've always tried really hard to not, you know, have there be comparisons between them and and um, they're funny. They're kind of like they really own that. They they said they went into class one day. Their history teacher or something said, "So, which one of you is smarter?" And <laughs> so one of my girls just turned oh him, at, turned to him, and looked him right in the face and said, "Seriously." <laughs> Good. Yes. And right. she said, and then he just got this like look on his face and he was like, got red and he's like, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And she's like, mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. You should be. <laughs> Let's open up our textbook. Yeah, so she shut that down. Yeah. <laughs> not, we don't do that. Yeah, good. <laughs> so it's something that you're aware of in your mothering. What about with, with other people? When you look around at your life, how do you compare yourself to other people, first of all? Like, what's the measure, the ruler that you're using right now? Oh, the worst ruler is the one when I get stuck comparing myself to what I think I'm supposed to look like. Oh, you mean it's, your ideal is? Mm-hmm. Yeah, my your ideal, ideal version. Imaginary <laughs> self. Oh, that's fun. That's the worst comparison yeah. spot. Yeah. And so right now the struggle is putting it in the right context. I was just telling a friend we were comparing bodies because that's— Oh, that's always a good time. <laughs> uh, that's a safe path to go down. And, More on that later. Right? I said, well, what, what body am I comparing it to? Because if we go back just a few hundred years, I'm a renaissance Queen. Yeah. Okay. I can afford bread. Yeah. I am, <laughs> I am yeah, you're someone the one you percent. want. Yes. Elite. The and so, like, I'm just not in the right spot where someone would absolutely want to be painting. Stop it. I want to paint. Right. You. And so, I just think that's my constant having to okay. remind myself of okay, you're comparing yourself, but are, is it to the right? Is it constant? You use that word. Mm. I think it has to be constant that I remind myself. If I'm not on top of reminding myself of you birthed children, you can you moved that piece of furniture when your husband was out of town. Like if I'm not being intentional about what I can do, it's very easy to remember what I can't. Ooh, I love that. So I mean I hate that you do it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But I love that you pointed it out as a way of like sometimes our comparisons aren't another person specifically, but they're this idealized version of ourselves and expectation. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, I think I cared more when I was had younger kids and I was in my 20s. Like I was like wondering, like, I'm like, I don't know how to be a parent. I didn't, you know, read a lot of books on it. I'm just trying to figure it out. And yeah, just as my kids got older and as I got older, even though that's when social media came into play, I realized that that wasn't helpful. Like I don't, I don't follow people on social media that I don't know because then I don't necessarily know their journey. And it's a lot easier for me to compare myself to, to someone's, you know, best self, you know, Mm. that saying we compare our worst selves to Mm -hmm. someone else's best self that they put out there. And so I just, I just don't choose to follow people that I don't know and I don't know their journey. And then, honestly, I just don't really, like, care what everyone else is doing. It's liberating. It is. It is really liberating. I mean, I used to get hung up on, you know, I don't do all these fun, like, Pinterest-worthy things, and now I'm like, yeah, I don't care. I don't have time for that. Do you ever care, though, just a little bit? (sighs) Well, of course. I mean, every once in a while, you're just going to pile on yourself, right, and be like— Oh, I, or, I don't know. Or Halloween could have been better if we yeah. Usually it's carved then a pumpkin. That, yeah. <laughs> I mean, my daughter what? actually said to me, she goes, remember when you used to carve pumpkins? And I was like, yeah, well, yeah, well. Well, great. I live out east, and if you carve a pumpkin, it rots in two days. So yeah. we paint pumpkins. Yeah. So you can't yeah. get mad that you didn't carve yeah. a pumpkin because it would rot. And, so. and you, But you can do the equivalent of paint 
carve a pumpkin mm-hmm. for every month of the year. Right, exactly. Right, of like, why didn't we do this one yeah. thing? Yeah. I'll tell you what trips me up. Because usually I think, yeah, I don't even care. I have five kids. <laughs> I've been around the block. <laughs> and I know about social media because I started raising <laughs> kids without it. And then, like, yep. I'm smart and I'm savvy. And I also have a good education. Listen, it there are moments that trip me up, and usually it's associated with my grief. Yep. It's when oh. something happens, and I'm like, and that too, and it just reminds me of a dream that I won't ever get, a dream unfulfilled. So it doesn't necessarily always come from another person, but sometimes another person can unknowingly trip, trip it. Yep. Like, <laughs> this is the worst one. After my husband died, and I know I talk about this a lot, but this is where I live, so I'm just laying it out. This is I wish I didn't have to use this example. (laughs) (laughs) After he died, and I would go for a run because I was running away from my problems, one time I saw an old man and an old woman holding hands and on a walk, and I was so mad. How dare they? (laughs) Is that awful? I was awful, and I was like, Mm -hmm. they don't even know. They don't even know what they get that some of us don't get. And I'll find the same thing like doing like sometimes like with my kids and stuff like that where I'll see someone who is just living their life and have it. And they're not doing it to be like, look how great I am. They're just saying, look at my beautiful family. And I'll think my family doesn't look like that. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And Uh and that to me is is tricky because Mm. I might have gotten over when I was younger, like the whole money thing and the whole being really like crafty and having things be beautiful and making wonderful meals that my children would eat. And like that ideal, I totally get. And I still think that that's really strong. And I was overconfident and thought, I'm so great. I'm so over that. I don't even care. And then smacked me in the face like a two by four. Oh, but you care about this comparison. (laughs) Oh, but you hate this one. And it was one that I had never thought about. So I do feel like it's a constant in life and that it has to be in check. Yep. And that's uh-huh. why I compare to the ideal or the imaginary, because the times I get tripped up is when I find myself thinking about what was oh, or yeah. what could have been. Yes. These are imaginary. They, it's they not don't, real. They're not real. And so I have to constantly remind myself what is and what will be. And what is, it's okay then if it's imperfect, because at least I have a solid ground I'm standing on mm-hmm. and I have a starting point. If I wanted to change something or improve something, but how did you get there, though? A lot of crying. <laughs> I'm yeah. serious. Um, one therapy. Okay, I absolutely love therapy, but two, having to really question and say things out loud, because we think we know our thoughts, but I will constantly now have to say things out loud. For instance. Just the other day, the thing that tripped me up was someone saying something. They saw my toddler and said, oh, you got her? Because we're standing near a curb in mm-hmm. a parking lot of a church. There's no traffic. But, you know, they're yeah. like, oh, do you do you have eyes on her? Uh, yeah, I do. But instantly my brain says, it's because she doesn't think you can keep your children safe. <laughs> right, right. Like, I mean, you, it, you yeah, yeah. Dark. You it goes so dark. The blank saying so it quickly. out loud right mm-hmm. now, it's just ridiculous. Of course, that's not her intention. And in the darkest moment, if for some reason that really was someone's mm-hmm. thought, that's not me. I have no control over it. But yeah, I often have to practice saying to Tom, to my husband, okay, Tom, so I have to say this out loud. <laughs> Good for you. And you have to tell me if it's real yeah. or not. And usually as I say it out loud, it's, oh my goodness, <laughs> I know that it's not real. That's but true. I have to call things out. That's funny. Out I had loud. a similar experience. Like I will, 
my sister is the one that I'll say out loud. She'll be like, how you doing? And I say, okay, so this is what my brain is telling me. Mm -hmm. And I say it out loud and she'll look at me and I'll say, I know it sounds crazy, but this is on loop. Mm-hmm. And I will tell her the phrases or the things. And it's usually like comparing like my past life with my life now or or like you said, with what somebody said. So they probably think this. And then I'll say, okay, I got it out. And she'll look at me and she'll go, okay, do you want me to tell you how stupid that is? Or do you <laughs> yeah. want me to— Do you want to say it or do you want me to say it? <laughs> what, like, because she doesn't know. And I go, I just needed to have it out with another person. To witness it. So yeah. maybe there is something about just talking about it and not just like letting it ruminate. Yeah. Shame, fear, all those things live in the dark. Yeah. And so when I can call it out, it instantly loses its power. You have no power over me. <laughs> I'm an 80s baby. I, I, I can quote Labyrinth to you all day long. It's wonderful. Yeah. I, we do learn our best life lessons through pop culture. Yeah. And for the record, I know that woman was probably just— It doesn't matter. —being yeah. a friendly mom sure. with me. Like, oh, yeah. You know what I mean? That's and not- also, I realize, because so many people have said so many stupid things to me, how much—how <laughs> many stupid things I've said. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. So I always go, ooh, mm-hmm. good one, Lisa. Like, we just mm-hmm. talk, mm-hmm. and sometimes we think about it, and sometimes we don't. Yep. And it can cause and trip up, like, kind of a an, an over— um, Overabundance of of comparison and insecurities and things like that, and it it cannot. Do you think that comparing like your situation or whether that's your life, your job, your how you're living, how you do your grocery shopping? I mean, anything. Do you think that it can have that kind of comparison can have benefits for how well you take care of yourself? Ever? Yes. I always have you on a pedestal. I always think. <laughs> Stop, take me right off there. You know, it's staying I'm right there. just tap dancing I love seeing hope of people, right? That mm. um, that your children are older. You have kids in college. I look at Haley. I look at Lisa. And I look at these kids. <laughs> they're, they're making their way in life. And, like, I still have some that are, like, deciding if they want to use the toilet or not. Like, I, yeah. we're still <laughs> right. in some of those. But, um I use it as hope that I think, okay, we're we're going to get there. We're going to keep going along. It's going to be fine. And so there's time still. Yeah, I think yeah. that if it is inspiring, I think sometimes looking around, I've gotten some of my best like life hacks mm-hmm. or inspiration from just like sort of looking to side to side. Well, well, how does she do that? Well, what does she do? And, and so I think that there can be good ways to compare pair that actually help you better take care of yourself and your loved ones, for sure. Um, I just feel like it's a very slippery slope. I feel yeah. like it has to be like, you have to be sort of vigilant on on your filtering process. Right. Otherwise, you could take the best of her and then take the best of her and her and her, and not one human person could do all the things that the <laughs> cumulative yeah. effect of your the great things that your friends are doing could do in one day. Well, I think it just depends on what your ultimate goal is, right? Because like for me, I grew up in a very dysfunctional household. So going into parenting, I'm like, I don't really have a great model for this. And so for me, it was like everything to kind of observe, you know, other people. And I'm an actress, so I'm always observing people anyway. And, you know, and I would watch other people, like how they talk to their kids and what they did. And I would like, 
you know, steal things. And I'm like, wow, this really does work. It turns out like (laughs) screaming at your children doesn't produce good results and speaking to them very kindly and lovingly does yield great things. And so the more you practice it. And so those kinds of things that, that I, you know, it, it wasn't necessarily a comparison. I just feel like, you know, the best, sometimes imitation is the best form of flattery. Form of flattery. And so I learned a lot from that actually. And and now I feel like it's a skill that I, I, I have used for so long that it's not like practice anymore. It's just like second nature. And I'm not being like, oh, you guys, I'm so good at this. No, but isn't it no, so great when you surround yourself with friends who are like encouraging you to, to bring out the very best in you? Yes. Like that is the biggest life hack. That is the biggest parenting key. Right, Surround other people who yourself. are surrounding, who are who are in it with you, who are cheerleaders for your kids and for their own kids. Yes, and mm-hmm. so if you're coming at the comparison from a positive place, then it's always a good, it's always a good comparison. It's just when you come at it from a negative, like, oh, I wish I could be like her, but I could never do that. Instead of being like, oh, that's so great, she has so much success yeah. with I'm that. Happy I'm for gonna, her. I'm, I'm so mm-hmm. happy for, her, and I'm gonna try that, and you know, and I think, yeah, because I've. I've played that game with my situation before. I love sci-fi, yeah. you know, so you are talking about earlier. I've, I've sat there before and seen, like, the alternate universe of my life yeah. if everyone <laughs> in my life had done these things differently that I wanted them to do when I was the grand puppet master. But, of course, that's not how it works. And it's just not helpful to go down that path. And so— It's actually, like— a, a recipe to make me miserable. Exactly. I've lived in that. Well, in my real life, this is what's happening, and this is what I'm doing today. Mm-hmm. But in this life, I'm doing this. And that no joy, no happiness, mm-hmm. only misery comes from that. Mm-hmm. That's hard Because you to also swallow. don't get to say in that imaginary world what other struggles you'd have no. as well. No, because so, everything's yeah. perfect. Everything's perfect in it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's yeah. not real. But you used really good key words. I think it's really good when you're noticing words like, I wish or I could. Like, mm-hmm. just um, feathery words. <laughs> They're just- I also feel like you guys are really good at using humor as a way to realign. Oh, yeah. But my kids are onto it. <laughs> no! <laughs> because, oh, I... It's uh, my coping mechanism is that I'll sing instead of yell. Oh, <laughs> That's and they're, they hear plenty of the yelling. Oh, please I'm give me an example. At, I'm very good at um, re- apologizing. I'm very good at modeling <laughs> what it's like to apologize. Hey, I lost it my counts. cool there. This is what apologizing looks mm-hmm. like. But yes, my kids absolutely, when I when they hear me say, you were supposed to empty the dishwasher, not <laughs> run away. They're like, oh no, mom's singing again. So, so Every so time then, they go see a musical, yes, they just like start sweating. My dream was to live a musical, and gosh dang it, I'm going to. If it's <laughs> so Sweeney Todd. <laughs> it's still a musical. So then what happens? Do they dance in and empty the dishwasher? They say, I'll do it. Just stop singing. <laughs> Which is yeah. always something. That, and the top, my kids say that to me yes. many times. Stop singing. Whatever yes. you want. Just and stop. the four-year-old teenager says, Mom, just me sing. <laughs> I think one of the reasons we're drawn to comparison is what John Gottman and his research will say are bids. 
He has done a lot of research on couples and brought them into the sort of observation facilities and observed their home life and tried to decide like what made the difference between relationship masters and relationship disasters. And the long and short of it, and you really should look this up, take a little bit of a deeper dive. But my point in this comparison is that healthy couples constantly make and accept bids to connect. Always, all day long. And I think in all relationships, we do this. In friendships, with neighbors, coworkers, with all the people that we interact with every day, we're making bids. And according to John Gottman and and that research, you can choose to respond to a bid in three ways. Number one, you can turn towards or acknowledge the bid. Number two, you can turn away or ignore and miss the bid. Or number three, you can turn against or reject it by arguing or belittling the other person. So... Why does this all this matter and what does it have to do with comparison? Well, our ability to move closer to people, to connect, creates uh, foundations of trust where we really feel seen and heard. And that's an emotional connection and we all need emotional connections. It's natural and normal to make these bids. How am I doing? Do you see me? Can I see you? That kind of stuff. We subconsciously keep track of every rejection and we internalize it. We become frustrated when we don't do that. And I think a lot of times, especially with social media, we are making bids to connect, we think, on social media. When we look um, at uh, someone else, we're making bids with our comments, with our likes. We're asking for it when we post something, when we crave likes or comments. All of those kinds of things are bids. And what we are really asking for is connection here. And so sometimes that kind of comparison on how we doing and how are they doing uh, affects how we see ourselves. Yeah, yeah, no, it's great. And like our marriage, you guys, like, it's like better than ever. And like, Look at this ring he just gave me, like, oh. the other day. Like, I keep telling my husband, do something for yourself. He's like, no, honey, for you. I want you to go get a massage. I'm going to do the dishes. I'm putting the kids to bed. That is so funny. I can't remember the last time my kids didn't put themselves to bed. It's just, just crazy run when upstairs. your kids. Yes, my kids and do the bed. same thing. They put themselves to bed. But it's so cute. The other night, Mackenzie and McKaylee, like, they totally, like, cleaned the kitchen. Like, before they went to bed. And I was like, you guys, what are you doing? They're like, you just have worked so hard, Mom. And we just wanted to give you a break. And they had the whole house done. My impulse when I go on social media is to compare myself to other people. I just know that that's how my brain works. I look and I say, well, what does their family look like? Well, what does their house look like? Well, what are they doing? for the holidays. What happens for this? And I know that I do that. And that's my responsibility. I always say like, you're bringing that to them. They're not saying, oh, I'm better than you. You're inferring that. So there was one person that I follow on social media. I don't have her permission to (laughs) say who it is. Although I probably could and she wouldn't care. But I saw her posting and it doesn't matter, right? Like it's just somebody that you post on that is just like cooler than me. And of course, (laughs) and like dresses really great. And her kids just seem 
magical and whimsical all the time and well-behaved and her house is the coolest and she lives in the coolest place and she has the greatest, coolest career and the best marriage and all the things. And I just had followed her and realized that I was comparing myself to her of like, well, yeah, the reason why I don't do that is because this and I don't, I don't have time for that or, you know, whatever. And I just thought she's not bringing this. She's just bringing joy of the good things in her life and trying to put good out there. So I actually had the opportunity to meet her one time and I went up to her because I'm an extrovert, right? And I just, I (laughs) I can't believe I did this. I'm actually really embarrassed that I did this, but sort of glad I did. But I went up to her and I was like, I know you get a lot of people coming up, but like, I actually really like you. I actually like your music. And I started singing one of her songs and she started singing harmony with me on it. And that is sort of a, I know it sounds so dumb now that I'm saying it out loud. I'm like, why did I do that? Why do I have the impulse to do that? I don't know. I did it. And fast forward, we're actually friends in real life. Do we get together all the time? No. But do we see each other every once in a while and have real conversations about our real life? Yeah, we do. And that doesn't always happen. And I realized that this is a extreme example and how funny it is. But it's almost like I had to prove to myself like, yeah, she's cool, but she's also like a real person. And this is in your head, Lisa. So like, just take a step back and, you know, check yourself. And it's funny because now I have a real connection. And now when I'm scrolling through, you know, obviously I still follow her and I comment and I feel like I'm talking to a friend, which is great because then it adds to it, even though our lives look super, super different. You know, it's easier for me to be happy about it when I see her. And it's easier to translate that to other accounts too that I follow that I think, oh, you know what? I wonder if I would be friends with her in real life. And that's kind of the measure that I do to follow people. And honestly, it has helped me like with the comparison because I just think we all have our stuff. We're all going through different things. We can be happy for each other's successes, right? Like just like I want people to be happy for my successes knowing that I've had huge losses. I need to extend that to someone else. And that's really helped me with comparison. Have your kids ever had an experience with that of like where they're constantly comparing themselves to somebody else? Or is has there been like one person like that for you ever that you were constantly comparing yourself with like that you think, oh, I'll never live up to what they're doing? My favorite thing is when people are authentic and genuine. And that is what I try to do. So I just love it when I can get together with my friends and we just talk about like, I really screwed up at this or I'm really bad at this. And we're all just kind of commiserating instead of being like, well, this week, you guys, I worked out seven times Mm -hmm. and I put up my Christmas tree um, 10 weeks before everyone, you know, just, Mm -hmm. I'm just like, yeah, why are, what? Like, nobody cares about that. That's why, like last year, my sister-in-law, who I've always looked up to, she's younger than me, I've always looked up to as someone who just has it all together. I'm like, I don't think she sleeps. She's always (laughs) like on the ball. Her house is always organized. You know, like, it's great. Last year, (laughs) I was talking to her and she's like, I didn't even decorate my tree this year. (laughs) She goes, I put it up and I never decorated it. And like my, my, I think my mind exploded. Cause like for me (laughs) thinking of her, I was like, that will that, what? That would never are happen you, in her. Are you yeah. okay? Yeah. And, and she, and it, I just felt, I was like, no, we're finally at a place where we can just be, be real, real with yeah. each other and just be honest and just be like, yeah, sometimes mm-hmm. I don't, I don't have everything together and that's okay. Who cares? 
Isn't it? It's so refreshing. Some people are good at it and some people are not. And I think that getting through the, the comparison is like getting past the sort of preliminary, oh, you seem like this type of person. Mm-hmm. How do you get that out of other people? I... Uh, humor. <laughs> I try. I mean, some people are just, you cannot crack them. I mean, and oh, but you try. Yeah. <laughs> Haley's looking at me with wide eyes because we know a lot of the same people. <laughs> <laughs> and you try and you try and you try and you're like, oh, I'm going to get them with this the same thing. And it's like nothing. I got nothing. nothing. It's a or, tough crowd. Sometimes but, you've said to me, Lisa, I'm going to get her tonight. You just watch. She's I'm going to do it. Show me an imperfection. She's gonna, yeah, like we're going to crack the code in, in a moment of vulnerability. Oh. I don't oh. do it on purpose, but I mess up so many times in my life that I'm just really good at making everyone feel comfortable because I'm like, listen, here's where I'm starting. You're go- you're winning, guys. You just had this giant. Ahead. Oh, we had this giant event put on for this, the women in our community and I was so excited to see everybody and I'm a caterer yeah. and this is our worst nightmare as a caterer. Oh, no. We oh. ran out of food. Oh no. oh no. It's like it was this nightmare to me. Yeah. But also it was this incredible thing because it was that more people came than we thought. Yeah. Oh. It's good. And but so it's bad. I had to get right on the mic and say I'm so happy you're all here. We have the best problem. <laughs> more of you came. We don't have enough food. We sent someone out. Of course we got more food. Of course nobody left hungry. Or yeah. or guess what? They could go to McDonald's after. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. They Everyone's all are grown women. Okay. They know how to eat. But I think the fact that I'm trying to just be myself... <laughs> And that because I mess up so often, there's no hiding it. No, I love it. I love that you owned it. Give you permission to just be yourself with me, Mm -hmm. hopefully. I do try to give, like, clear social cues from the first time that I meet somebody of, like, I don't care about things that you might (laughs) think I should care about. (laughs) Like, I care about this moment right here and now. Mm -hmm. Tell me about you, yourself. Like, how are you doing today? I'm not social climbing in this moment. I'm not going to ask you to do anything. Mm -hmm. I mean, I might ask you to be on the council of moms (laughs) at some point. but but, we were going to lunch. Yeah, I know. Well, that's later. (laughs) Later. Be patient. I'm a grown woman. I'll find my bread. I can afford bread. We can go to McDonald's later. I'm a a renaissance lady. I can afford bread. Sonia, aren't you going to make us all cater lunch? Yeah, you just Uh said you were a caterer. No, but I just like to sort of lay it out. And I think of like, oh yeah, I don't care. Like, I don't care how many followers you have. I don't, like, are your kids in prison? Like, we can talk about that. I don't, yeah. it, it doesn't mean that I don't think you that you're a bad today? mom. Like, this is life. Like, I'm in it. Let's roll up our sleeves. What do you yeah. got? Yes. Who yeah. are you? What, you know, it, what What's going on with your life? How can I help you? You have it on your office wall. Is the I do. Comparison is the thief, is of the joy. thief of joy. And vulnerability is a great comparison killer. Sometimes life forces you to it. Yeah. Like when everything goes wrong, and I've been in those moments, and you just tell people, <laughs> mm-hmm. like, this is what my life looks like now. And then they laugh. Like, that's ridiculous. And you go, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, well, what are you going to do? You laughed. There, you laughed. My reality. <laughs> at my reality. Okay, and I have said good, that out loud. And fun. they're like, I know. I'm sorry. It just sounds so horrible. <laughs> well, and then you're like, that is my life. That's where I'm meeting you. Like, these bad things happened to me. Um I have accepted this reality for most of the most of of my day. Mm -hmm. Maybe twenty minutes a day, I let myself go. Now in my alternate reality. No, just kidding. Snap (laughs) out of it. Snap back. Um, And like, so now what? 
Because I think we can all relate to those moments where you go to friends, you go to any sort of like social bid you're making for anyone. Any connection is like, let us make this existence more enjoyable for each other in some way. It's making things multidimensional because there's multiple sides to everything. And so even if it's as flat as a coin, there's always another side to the coin. And so often if I'm in a loop about my weakness, I have to think, well, what's the other side of that coin? Mm-hmm. So I'm a procrastinator. Great. I'm really good last minute. When you tell me we have a problem, we have to solve it right now. We do not have time to plan. We have to jump in. I'm like golden. That's when you get me at my best. But if you tell yeah. me we have four weeks to plan this, <laughs> like, okay, talk to me in three and a half weeks. I'm the same way. Talk, I same am way. four weeks. We only have four weeks. I'll make a, a, a spreadsheet. Okay. All right. Yeah. And, uh-huh. and that's why it takes this all is of why us. Everyone has different gifts. This is why we all have gifts. We have Lisa to make the spreadsheet, and then I'll come in three It'll and a half weeks later. Coded. I, I will show up the day of, and yes. I will be fun, and yes. I will be on. And you will that's put, what, yes. That's, and you'll bring me Diet Coke. Mm-hmm. For Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I love that you said, like, look at it from all sides. Make it three-dimensional because I think that's the problem. We just look at people as two-dimensional, just one side. And I, okay, so one time I did this Hallmark movie, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I had never done a Hallmark movie before, and I played, like, a best friend. And I I guess I didn't really get—I hadn't watched a lot of Hallmark movies. (laughs) I know I'm in the minority. But I didn't really get, like, what my— you know, what I was doing with my character in the film. And then finally the director was yeah, like, you being too interesting. you're just, we're just focused on the lead person. Like you don't, <laughs> all you do, everything's about her. And I was like, ah, oh, now I get it. I am a two dimensional yeah. person yes. that has no problems or thoughts or feelings. I just am there. I exist. Yeah. It's exactly I exist why we want to put to... on Hallmark sometimes. Because yes, exactly. I'm not, it's not yeah, knocking Hallmark. Problem. No, no, I'm not. Love. Yeah. No, it, it's pure sometimes escapism. you need. Yeah. The two-dimensional yeah, because sense. life is three-dimensional. Yes, exactly. But I think sometimes we will look at people yeah. on social media or look at someone in our community, and we will will not look at all sides of them. We forget that they're a three-dimensional person, and we, we, we're we just seeing them as that Hallmark character. I'm like, so it must yeah. be nice to live in your Hallmark world. Well, that's just not <laughs> true. Like, I don't live in, in real life. World. Yeah, <laughs> it's not true in real life. Everybody has something, and you just have to— you know, either if you if you can't crack them with your jokes, then you just have to give them the benefit of the doubt and go, oh, I'm sure she just, you know, I'm sure there's something. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's got I'm something. I'm sure there's, I don't know. She doesn't clean the bottom of her toilet. I don't know. And there's I love that you've gone toilet. to the point in life where you're saying you don't care. And I think I, ha- I have to still remind myself of it's not about me. <laughs> Like, it's usually not about you. If someone says something or, A, sometimes it's just unintentional. They have no idea what they're saying. And B— People get nervous and they say stuff. They're thinking about their own life and their own problems. They are not thinking about— I'm not, I, yeah, I'm still, I'm still a people pleaser though, Tanya. Yes. So I'm still working on that. Like yeah. I've, I've kind of been more t- able to let go of like, yeah, I don't care what everybody else is doing. I know what's best for my kids, whatever. Right. But yeah, but I'll, I'll still, still fall into that trap happy. of like, oh, I don't want them to like me. But you know, mm-hmm. that's, that's for another time. <laughs> that's for another show. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, I appreciate your vulnerability. I do think that humor is a great way to do it. If you can't, it's that authenticity mm-hmm. of just saying, this is just trying not to be something you're not. Yep. Takes a lot of self-acceptance. Well, before I came here, I went to visit the grave of my child, right? And 
And it was funny because then a little toddler friend asked, so are you going to cry? <laughs> you betcha. <laughs> of course I'm going to cry. She's like, what kind of cry? Oh, said, oh well, I'm going to cry happy. I'm going to cry sad. Uh, I'll cry oh. funny. She said, yeah. have you ever had a hair cry? I was like, <laughs> yeah, we've probably all had a hair cry. <laughs> A hair cry? I don't know. But I'm I'm sure I've had it. I mean, yeah, no, I know. I've gone through every length of hair. The mornings I wake up and I look like Kramer because oh, yeah. <laughs> it's curly and it's just like up. So it's just like, this is oh, a Kramer day. And I tell my husband and he says, nope, it looks the same. So every day I look like Kramer? Is that what you're telling me? But I That's love that cry. she asked yeah, you that. Wouldn't you just love your friend? Cry? Like if I said, Tanya, yes. are you going to have a cry? Are like, you going to yeah. have a hair? What I'm kind of cry? I have a good hair cry. Lisa, yeah. what kind of cry did you have? I'm going to have the cry where I can cry and keep my eye makeup on. Yes. I know how to I know how to manipulate my tears. Yes. You guys, I don't uh-huh. think I've ever told anyone. I learned. I know how to manipulate my tears and be able to get them out of my eyes onto a tissue and still keep my mascara on. Oh, well, and I, I feel like... It's a no. skill. It's a Every skill takes skill. practice. And now it I does. have to learn that. Now I'm comparing myself to Lisa Valentine Clark because I don't you know You just got to put in oh. 10,000 hours yes, like Malcolm Gladwell says of crying. <laughs> yep. And then you'll be an expert like me and Tanya. You're a true outlier. Yep. <laughs> See, you get it. This is all my life, yep. and it's all part of the complete package. Yep. And everybody loves the rainbow. I mean, it is no coincidence that the rainbow is an image across all groups yeah, of so hope. Great. And oh. it's because science, right, teaches us <laughs> that you have to have rain and light for a rainbow to exist. Oh. You cannot just have a happy thing or just rain. You oh. have to have both. And so I don't, it doesn't help when I try to say, okay, I'm going to compartmentalize. I'm going to have my grief later and my happiness now. Mm-hmm. Now I, I realized, I was like, one. no, I'm just, I'm just going to have it both. I'll have a happy and sad. Oh, I think and, that's yeah. really beautiful. That's awesome. Just I think I want to end on it. that because I don't think I could say anything <laughs> yeah. past that. See, I've already ruined it. Okay. <laughs> that was beautiful. No, I just want to validate you. <laughs> um, think about that for a long time. Part of you is always looking around comparing whether you like it or not. I think it's unavoidable. It's the same thing that lets you put yourself in someone else's shoes. So while some days you wish maybe you could turn it off, not all comparison is bad. It's part of the same tool set that helps us become more sensitive to other people. You hear an insensitive comment, you make a mental note to not be that person. I do it with my kids all the time when they're saying, well, so-and-so did this and this happens, and we talk it through, and I say, well, why does it bother you? And they come to a conclusion, and then it reveals what their values are. Oh, yeah, I don't want to be that like that. I want to be honest. I want to be trustworthy. I want to be kind. These are great things to be able to look for for an internal change. When we compare ourselves superficially, it makes us feel lacking. When we go a little bit deeper, we get to know each other. We have those kinds of connection. That kind of comparison becomes a little bit more productive when people are making bids for connection. And when we're making bids for connection, if we can answer each other in an honest, authentic way, we're going to be okay. One of the reasons I was up all night, I was helping my daughter with her application to Harvard. I mean, it's all her. Like That's so great that she applied because yeah. we just had to like, well, which of these scholarships do we choose? You know, but I just good for her going after something. <laughs>
It's so it hard. Hurts. It, it hurts. hurts so bad. It hurts so bad. <laughs> it hurts so bad. And that's improv. <sighs> Zing. <laughs> and who knows if we can use it or not, but I... <laughs> The Lisa Show is a production of BYU Radio. It's hosted by Lisa Valentine Clark and produced by McKay Menden and Becca Hurley with help from Michael Combs and music and post-production by Sam Clausen. We don't compare ourselves to other podcasts, but other people do. So if you like the show, please leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. It goes such a long way. If you'd like to get in touch with us, we're on Facebook and Instagram. We read and respond to every message. <laughs>